Because we forget. Mm-hmm. If we live in that, sometimes it's so easy to forget all of the amazing things that we've done and how worthy we are of where we are and like how powerful we are. And sometimes we just need to remind ourselves. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have Jen Gottlieb on and I will tell you that after this interview, I actually got to spend some time with her. She came out to Los Angeles and we went and did a soul cycle and we went and got some amazing brunch at Cafe Gratitude afterward. And I really get to drop in for a few hours with her. And I will tell you, I felt like I knew her forever. I almost wish I did this podcast after this, but I know that we'll have another podcast because truly it felt like someone I had known for years. So uh, between her 14 season run as a co-host on VH1 and her acclaimed starring role in Broadway national tour, Jen is no stranger to the stage. Now she's teaching others how to become the star of their own show. Jen collaborates with her life and business partner, Chris Winfield, to deliver Unfair Advantage Live, which is a three-day live event in New York City that you guys, I definitely am going to get to one of these days. They have another one in November coming up uh, that gives ambitious entrepreneurs and all access pass to the couple's extensive circle of media contacts. Jen herself has used the media to build a multi-six-figure coaching business in the health and wellness space. She's been featured on CBS News, PBS Life and Living, Good Morning Washington, Bold TV, The American Dream. You can also find her in publications like Shape, Self, Women's Health, Well and Good, The Thrillist, just to name a few. Drawing on her vast media network and her background in television, Jen now helps her aspiring business leader, leader clients make the connections they need to go from FOMO to famous, fast landing them spots on Entrepreneur, ABC, NBC, Inc. Magazine, US News, and World Report, Forbes, Fortune, and hundreds of other media outlets. And I know quite a few people who have worked with her and who have had amazing results. Because you guys, if you take anything from this interview, it is the importance of connecting and widening and expanding your social circles. So I can't wait for you to meet Jen because it really helps you see a new way of getting your message out there. So let's get started. Jen, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Lori, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Don't you love how like someone comes in your space and then five people tell you that you have to meet this person all at once? Yeah, that's you for me. Literally all at once. Like I think I got like a bunch of text messages and emails in the same week that was like, do you know Lori? You need to meet Lori. And I'm like, I know Lori in my mind. She's my best friend in my mind. I've listened to her podcast. I know who she is, but I haven't actually met her. So you've been my, you're like my friend in my head for a really long oh, time. Oh, I love that. Good, because you're my friend in my head. So now we can actually make it a reality. So this is fantastic. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> and I love that you guys, so we're we're doing this interview right now via Zoom and mm-hmm. she'll be in California next week. So we can really like make it a real life thing. Real life. See, no longer is, friend in my head, physical no. friend. This is that weird part though, where people like, you can talk to people online and be Instagram friends with them. And then when you meet them in person, like sometimes people are super quiet or you're like, oh my God, I'm so anxious or I'm a weirdo in person. I won't be a weirdo. I'll, Compl- I, if you are a weirdo, I'm all about it. Like I, we can just be weird. It's fine. I was going to say, actually no promises. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. The weirder the better. Oh my God. Oh my God. So you do events too. So, you know, like I was just, I just finished a big event and some people were talking about that. They're like, oh my God, I'm friends with her online, but I'm like so afraid to go up and talk to her. I'm like, but you, you guys talk like DM all the time. So you should DM her right now and be like, I'm just going to stand next to you and 
DM you while we get to know each other. It's so funny what happens online though, with the whole Instagram social media thing. We look at people online and we like create this, this thing in our head. And unfortunately, a lot of the times we look because people post their highlight reels, right? Yes. Like they were posting the best of our lives and everyone can do whatever they want to the photo. They can make it a filter. They can do anything. Mm-hmm. And so we get on this phone and we start scrolling. We're looking at everybody's like perfect quote unquote lives. And in, without meeting them, we can start to feel like intimidated or pass judgment or a lot of the time, like feel not as good and start to, I mean, like lose confidence, like the more you scroll and start to feel more and more like disconnected. Like I could never reach out to that person in real life. I could never hang out with them because they're so perfect or they've got it all together. And then, but the beauty of real in-person connection is when you meet people in real life, it's like, oh, wait a minute. They're just like, like it's, it's so much more powerful. We always say like one belly to belly conversation is worth way more than years going back and forth DMing on Instagram because you can actually like meet the person and see who they are and realize, oh, they're, they are normal or they're just like me. They're like this perfect vision. And, you know, so. Oh my God. I I kind of love that it's, we started off on this beautiful tangent because it's so perfect for what you do and what you create in your life. So I would love uh, if you would just share a little bit about what you like what you do now about your events, what you do with your husband, and then you know at the events, not just what you do with your husband, but <laughs> if you want to get into that too, you can do that too. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then I would love to hear just a little bit of the backstory on that. Yeah. So now Chris and I, Chris Winfield, who is not my husband but my life partner, so you could call him my husband. I call him my husband all, right. all the time. <laughs> May as well be. Um, We run events in Manhattan called Unfair Advantage Live. And it's an event that's all around, based around the idea of connection. But it's connecting in in different ways. Connecting to your tribe, like what you talked about, Lori. So connecting to other amazing human beings. Connecting to the media. So all the people that come to our events are entrepreneurs, have personal brands, personal businesses, and a message that they really want to share with the world. And they, most of the people that come, they know they have this message and they want to get it out there, but they're, they don't know how to do it or they don't have the connections to get it out there. Or they don't feel necessarily like worthy of doing that or like they hate self-promotion. So people like that come because we help connect them to the media. And we believe that the trick or the unfair advantage, quote unquote, the name of our event is when it comes to getting in the media is connections and relationships. Mm -hmm. So we have this big media mixer at our event where we bring in all of the top media in New York city. So we have like 80 media people Mm -hmm. and we just have a party and we have our attendees like make friends, mix and mingle. Like it's no pitching. It's just casual, like have heart to heart conversations, talk about whatever and create authentic relationships because Mm -hmm. People are people are people. So even the media people that were intimidated to meet, right? Like some of the biggest producers out there, we, what happens at like one of our, our attendees like came and she was talking about her kid to this producer at GMA and they were like talking about kids and just having like this casual combo. Literally what came out of it was four days later, she was on Good Morning America because he found out that she would be perfect for a segment Mm. he was looking for. So things like that happen. And then the other piece of our event is really connecting to your ultimate potential and connecting to your true self. Mm. So we do a lot of uh, work on your messaging and um, how to, you know, you're the, the fact that your message is your message and sharing who you really are and authentically sharing with your, with your tribe, right. With your people so that you can attract the people that you really want to work with and, um, and creating the vision that you want through the media, through your business, through connections, through other people. That's unfair advantage. It's a big party. Mm, oh my God. So I, I want to dissect so many things that you just said, but before we do that, I would love for you to share why you started that or how you got started in doing what sounds like is like your exact place that you should be in. Um, and you're so passionate about it when you say it, but where did this come from? So now I finally feel like I am in the exact place, like the sweet spot, but it was not always like that. Like we love the quote, the Steve Jobs quote, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. Mm. And 
it's like hanging on our wall in our living room. Like we are obsessed with that quote. And I think it's so true because my life has like bopped around in so many different areas. Like if you Google me, it'd be like, who the hell is this girl? I was, <laughs> I did a heavy metal talk show on VH1 for 14 seasons. I was an actress and a performer. I did a Broadway national tour. I was a health coach for a long time. I, you know, but everywhere, every time in my life, I've always been a performer and my love in life, my passion, you know, like when you feel like you're in your zone of genius or when you're in flow, when time stops for me is when I'm on stage or when I'm performing in front of a camera. And I've always known that. And I always knew that the other piece of what I love to do, the other time where I feel like I'm in flow and time stops and my other purpose is making people feel amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's where the coaching came in. So bopping all around, doing all of these different things, not feeling completely aligned, but you know, when I was coaching, but, or when I was performing, cause I didn't love the lifestyle of being an actor because it's tough. And I really was an entrepreneur and had that bug. And I wanted to also be able to run my own business and make good money. Cause when you're an actor, you don't necessarily always make good money. And then coaching, I was missing the performance piece. So Chris had started Unfair Advantage through his, he has this mastermind that he's in with Todd Herman, Ryan Lee, and Jonathan Fields, Good Life Project. They call it the Dad Mastermind. Oh, and that's so. He was it, just talking about that when I. That's so crazy. Todd was. Todd was. Yeah, yeah when I that, talked to him. That's so cool. Fun. Okay. Such a powerful mastermind. <laughs> yeah. A lot of amazing things come out of that, and Unfair Advantage came out of that wow. because Chris was doing something completely different too. That he didn't necessarily feel totally aligned with either. He, mm-hmm. it was, he was missing something. Like it felt good, but it didn't feel great. And it was either Todd or Ryan or Jonathan. We still don't know who said it, but one of them was like, Chris, you need to be doing what you do best. Like stop messing around with this productivity stuff. And Chris was like, what's that? And they're like, well, whenever we need a connection to the media, to somebody, you know, we always call you our unfair advantage. Like we call you and you can just text somebody and, and that's a talent. And that's like a skill to be able to connect and network like that and, and um, utilize the media. And you should teach people that. So Chris started it as a one day event. And then when we started dating, I started going to this event and I was like, this is amazing and feels so in alignment with what I really want to do. And I could bring so much of the mindset work that I was doing with my clients with health coaching into this idea of media. Because what we were noticing is that a lot of our clients were having a lot of fear when it came to putting themselves out there Mm. and like stepping up on that stage and of media and being in those publications and being on TV and they were holding themselves back and like completely self-sabotaging, limiting belief central and, and we needed to address that. And so I was like, let me come in and bring the mindset piece because I think that's the piece that's really, that's missing from a lot of PR and media events. And um, we did that. And then also like brought the performance aspect into it. And so now I get to perform on stage, help people, um, help people share their message Mm. and um, help them walk through limiting beliefs, conquer fear, connect with other people. And it's just like a perfect combination of, um, of all of the things that I've done in my life that I loved and finally feeling like this is the sweet spot. Oh my God. I love that. Cause so often we forget why there's certain pieces of our life. Like it looks like, you know, when you said, if you, if you Google Googled me, it would seem really random, but then there's so many times where I've looked at pieces in my life. I've been like, Oh, this was all, it's all prepping us. So that's why when people are just in a certain position or they're doing something that maybe they don't love or in a chapter of their life that they're not sure of, I'm like, Oh, you're yeah. Just you're there for a reason right now. You're going to be collecting it because you can add those elements. So I love what you just said that you've you've added the performance piece, you've added the connection piece, you've added the PRP, you've added all the things that you collected that you were good at and you've created like what is now your like dream scenario for the time being, right? And I'm sure it'll morph and transform and change as you grow and learn new pieces. So I'm guessing that's kind of what you bring in and show people at your event. Oh, absolutely. So tell yeah. me more about, yeah, the, the piece about like connecting to your ultimate potential. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure that you can get a lot of people when it, when it comes to like PR and media and connections, I think that there's, 
there's like a gap that a lot of us try to skip over. And that's really the gestation part of your story and of growing yourself and of gaining that confidence. So how is it when people come and maybe they're not quite paying attention to that piece because they just want the media piece and the instant gratification of it? Yeah, it shows up immediately, like right away. If you don't do... So, I mean, a big piece of it is like, we're really careful about who we bring into the room. And so Mm -hmm. if you're just wanting to get, you know, a quick media hit or something like that, like that's not the type of person that we bring in. We want to make sure we bring people that want to create relationships and want to share and want to, you know, uh, really connect with other people. But what I noticed is like, even through my experience when I was in entertainment and when I was an actress and trying to get media not by making relationships and not being connected to who I was. Like I didn't know who the hell I was, Lori. Like when I was doing this heavy metal, uh, TMS, like that metal show, it was an unbelievable experience. I, I loved it. It's brought so much to my life and I've been able to, like you said, take pieces from it and use it. It was definitely there for a reason. Use it for what I'm doing today. But during that time, I was playing a, like a character, like a version of myself. And it wasn't me. It wasn't authentically me. It wasn't Jen. It was like this, you know, I had the big hair, the ripped up t-shirt, the, you know, the sexy, 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 tons of makeup. And um, I didn't really like heavy metal music, but I got this amazing job. And this is how I was getting attention. This is how it was. So I had to continue to play this role. And I felt like I was wearing a mask. Mm. And, uh, and for, and I was like, why am I not connecting with the media. Like, why am I not really like you think I was on a show on VH1, I would be like all over the place and being able to leverage it. And it wasn't really working for me. Mm. And it was funny that when the show got canceled and I was forced, like, it was really hard for me to do this because I had a nice big safety net over my, you know, like I didn't have to really be me. Yeah. Cause being me is scary. It's vulnerable, right? It's, it's not the easy route. It's way easier to just stay completely guarded, but you're not going to connect with people in that way. And I wasn't connecting with people as my true self and people can sense that. And once I took that down and I started showing up as who I really was, that was when my life took off, my career took off. And I share a lot about that in, in the way that like, if you're, people like to connect with people that they feel they can relate to. Mm-hmm. And the more you, you are, people are like, I don't want to share about my past. I don't want to share about the mess. I don't want to share. It's sharing the mess and sharing about your past and sharing about the the tough times, the hard, the good times, like the real you that's going to make you interesting, make yeah. people want to follow you, make people want to hear your story, make people want to work with you and buy your services and buy whatever you're selling because they're going to be like, oh my God, she's just like me. Just going, like going back to that, Instagram situation where, you know, when you meet somebody in real life and you have a vulnerable like conversation with them, when it's not just the highlight reel, you're like, you want to be, you're like, Oh my God, now we're real friends, Mm -hmm. not just fake friends. And it goes so much deeper. And, and that's the piece that I think a lot of people um, miss when they're doing, thinking about PR or the media. Mm. Yeah. I think it's really easy to get caught up, especially if you have, um, just from experience in my life, when you have something that you want to get out or you feel is so big or so important, cause we all feel our stuff is so important. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like feeling like so connected to needing it to get out or needing validation. I think a lot of it can come from that place of needing validation over either the message or something, some body of work that you've done that it's so easy to forget about like the why and about the people that you actually want to connect with and that you actually want to hear it. And, you know, we, we compare so much of our journey to other people's journeys. I know that just even when I put out my book, I was just like, okay, well, what does this look like to get a book out? And you start comparing yourself to other people's media journey. Oh my God. That is like overwhelmingly that can take you down and disconnect you from your from your purpose and from your call. So how do you help people comes to like almost like separating from the message? I might be asking that wrong, but when it comes to trying to get their body of workout and like trying to connect it to the right audiences through PR. The best way to do that is like it's so hard to not get into that comparison trap, Lori. Like 
I did every day of my life. I'm fighting not getting into that comparison trap. Yeah. It's all over. We have social media now where we just like get on there and all of a sudden every, oh my God, she's doing it that way. He's doing it yes. that way. I need to do it this way. Wait a minute. Why am I not that person? And in, instead of doing that, staying super, super connected to the people that you're helping. Mm. So I always find that I come back to my center and like, even when I have writer's block, like let's say I'm trying to produce content or I'm trying to write something. Um, and I'm like, you get worried. Like what, what are they going to think? What are they writing? I need to write. I might, my caption needs to look like hers. I just, and then, then I get stuck. Right. Mm. Do you ever get like that? Like completely because you're like, it needs to be this way or this way. And then I'm like, oh, I don't even know what to do. So <laughs> yeah. curse on your All good. But, <laughs> we um, like cursing here. We're, we celebrate it. <laughs> I mean, great. So I'll keep going with that. But the thing that gets me out of it and the thing that can help you just stay completely authentic with your message is to always remember and think about the people that you're helping. Mm. Stay focused on that. And I like to like have one person in mind. So I, whenever I put anything out there, do an interview, we were just doing a media training today with some clients and we talked about this a lot, like even doing an interview, writing a post, writing a blog, writing an article, always think about who you're talking to. Make that a human being, a person that you help, your favorite client, your best friend, your husband, your wife, think about them and help them with what you're saying. And what that does is that immediately takes your ego out of it. It immediately takes you out of it. It immediately takes the, oh my God, what's everybody thinking about me out of it? Because you're focused on serving some somebody else mm-hmm. and helping somebody else. And as long as you are always having that as your North Star, like focusing on helping someone, you're never going to come off as markety or salesy. So that's always good because people are worried about that. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to not know what to say mm-hmm. because you're just helping, mm-hmm. right? You're never going to not know what kind of messaging to, to use or what kind of verbiage to use to get your story out there. And it'll always be in alignment with you. So when you're talking about your book, Lori, like you just want to talk about it the way that you would talk about it. And that's mm-hmm. going to attract people that you know that you want to read your book because mm-hmm. there's only one. Oh, so this is, this is bringing up such a good question, like bringing up so many things for me around, because uh, everything that you're saying is really trying to get people back to them in their, their core key message and connect them to their audience. So, but also what we need in life is connections and relationships. So this is really interesting because then we can go back to the theory, which I think is so like, 2000s and 90s of like, we need people and we need media when now we kind of like, actually we do, but we don't, but we need connections. So we're in a really interesting time where media is like, it's not necessarily losing its value, but we can go straight to the audience now. Like we can cut out the middleman, but it's also really valuable to have media. So how do we like, where's that dance of understanding? Like, I'm sure that you're teaching how vital connections are, but not just connections, like relationships. That's what it is. It's okay. when it comes down to it, it is relationships, like quality, like relationships, mm. real ones with other people. So not just like, you know, networking relationships or, you know, just asking somebody like, Oh, Hey, can you just like get me a connection to this person? It's creating actual real life relationships with people so that it's like a long game relationship. So mm-hmm. creating win-win relationships. So you can help them. They can help you as human beings, you know, where there's this huge loneliness epidemic going on in the world right now. And there's actually, did you know there's a, there's a minister of loneliness in Great Britain? Like they hired a to take care of the loneliness problem. So wow. isn't that insane? It like, makes so much sense to me though. Cause I can, I, yeah, I just, I think our world is set up for massive loneliness it's really a thing. And I think, you know, we're more connected from our phones than ever before, but we're actually more disconnected. And that has to do with a lot of things. It has to do with that whole feeling of comparison, compare despair. When you start to scroll, when you think everybody's got it better than you, so you start to isolate even more. You don't want to actually meet people or, you know, thinking that you're not good enough or, you know, not really knowing how to communicate with people anymore because we're just like texting or DMing or anything, you know, things like that, not feeling yeah. confident 
themselves. So still creating real life relationships. That's where the magic happens. That's how things happen. Uh, like my whole life changed when I, I decided to make my word for the year connection. Mm. And I decided to start because I felt very disconnected and I felt very lonely. I was running my own coaching business. And, and as, while I was talking to people all day long, it was still just me. And I didn't feel like I was making authentic connections with other humans. Mm-hmm. And when I focused on that, not even about media, not about PR, it wasn't even about that. It was about just meeting people. And I know Chris did an experiment where he just decided he was going to meet with one person every single day. Mm. And just doing that, like me making my word connection, Chris meeting with one person every single day, that I got a shit ton of media. I met Chris. So I met the love of my life. Um, I made unbelievable connections. My business tripled, like everything changed. It was all because I focused on making relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, that's the secret sauce. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love this so much because I think this is going to be really important for people to hear because we are in this time of, uh, you know, learning how to connect. And I think on my end and what I've been guilty of too, which is not a bad thing. It's how we learn is like reaching out and maybe asking questions right away or asking to connect for a certain reason right away with somebody, because maybe you are marketing a book or you're marketing something and you want to like connect over something with them or you want something from them. Right. So the thing is, and I'm just being really honest because in the beginning, that's how we feel like, okay, I want X from this person. How do I get it? And we forget, oh my God, that's a person. And yeah. it's like, so sometimes I'll get uh, um, messages in my inbox that I have also sent. So also um, completely understand this where I'm like, oh, now I understand the energy of this. Like, I don't want to do this thing with this person because it feels very much like, yes, I'm just going to help them with this thing when they're forgetting I'm a human being, like that I don't have all the time in the world to just connect or give this out or do this thing. But when people come to me, it's funny because I I got a few different messages in my inbox after this big event that I did. And one stood out so clear to me that I couldn't wait to like help and connect with because it was like a connection on a totally different level. It was like adding so much value and just wanting nothing in return. And that was the one that felt most open to me because it was like, I didn't feel any energetic like desire or like pull from it. Like, you know, it was just very much wanting to add energy to my life, which was great because I know long-term it's, it could be a relationship and I'm sure that it's, you know, for many different reasons or for the person's wanting to like connect with other people. But, um, that was huge for me. So how do you, how do you teach that to somebody? I love that you brought that up so much, especially from your standpoint, because everyone always asks us, like, how do I connect with influencers so that I can get something? You know, how do we do that? Because we teach, you know, to do your top 20 list of 20 people that could possibly help you. And they're like, well, how do I make that ask to somebody that I don't know that well? And it's always about what you just said is so perfect because that person just wanted to provide value to you. Mm -hmm. That's it. They didn't ask you for anything. They did their homework. I can imagine that they wrote you something really amazing and just wanted to help. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always say. Like, think about how you can add value. Like, think about when you're going to a networking event or an event where you want to meet people that, you know, obviously that you could collaborate with or that could help you. Or when you're reaching out to influencers, when I always think about, all right, I'm going to go into this event and I'm just going to try to help one person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to just provide value. And if you can just provide value for someone, like let's say someone, uh, anybody like at this media mixer that we do at unfair advantage live, like I'm just go help people. Mm -hmm. Don't pitch yourself. Don't ask for anything, provide value. People will remember that. What is everyone's favorite topic themselves? Mm -hmm. So if you ask questions, if you do your research and say, Hey, I listened to your podcast about this and I loved it so much. It gave me the best idea ever. I want to promote it. Like I'm going to write a review and then I'm like, I have this amazing idea to help you. I'll just do it on my own. But, you know, like we always tell people to, to like go out of your way. Like the extra mile is never crowded to write a review on your podcast, to promote your book. Um, if they want to connect with you to add some value to your life. And then you're going to be like, Oh, this person's awesome. They didn't ask me for anything. And they've just been like incredible to me. I want to help them. And you're going to genuinely just want to help them. So then when, if they go for the ask, Later, 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 you're going to be like, hell yeah, I'll help you out. 
Always. Right? Like every, every single time because they stand out in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, this person's always been a cheerleader. Absolutely. Like they've done more for me than I've been able to do for myself. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the truth. And you know, some people, they just literally stand out in your mind and you're like, are they, some people don't ever even ask for anything. And so I'm willing to actually like give them opportunities when they come up all the time. Um, I think of that in, in my life too. I'm always just like, okay, who are, it's, it's, it is important. I love that you have a list that you say, who's the, you know, 20 people that you'd love to connect with, or maybe you, you know, like even just right now in my mind, like I can pick two or three who I'm like, I would just really love to add value to their life because they've added so much value to mine. And maybe in the future, something amazing will happen or not. Or maybe that's yeah. just the energy exchange that you get to do. So, yeah. So for you guys, I want to I want to kind of pivot a little bit and talk about um, just being an entrepreneur, but also being in business with your partner. Um, I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but I don't think it ever probably gets old because it's probably a, a constant work in progress, like my me with my Chris. So we both have Chris's that we get to work with every day. Oh, yeah. How do you guys split up your day? What is what does it look like a day in your life working together? Yeah, no day is ever the same. <laughs> so and you know, we really I wish we had better so better routines. Like I know you and Chris, like you guys go for like walks together, which I think Mm -hmm. is amazing. We try to do that every once in a while, but our days really are because there's always so much going on. We always, no matter what, do our morning routine. Mm -hmm. So no matter what happens throughout the day, because all hell could break loose, we keep, you know, I'm going here, he's going there. Uh, He's, you know, holding down the fort here while I did a media training today. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes he's out doing something or sometimes we're traveling together and speaking together. But no matter what, we always, always take at least an hour to do our morning routine. And that is what sets us up for a good day. Or if we don't do it, a not so good day. So we always know like, oh, we didn't do our morning routine today. Like Mm -hmm. that's why we're off. Or even like personally, like, I'm sorry, babe. Like I didn't do my morning routine. Like I'm in a weird mood. Like I didn't meditate or I didn't do my grad. Like I just didn't start the day off right. Mm -hmm. So we always make sure that we do certain things in the morning that get us into like an an amazing place of gratitude, an amazing place of just abundance and like energy. And and for me also it's exercise. So Mm -hmm. I have to go to the gym and like, usually we'll do it. Like we have a gym in our building. So I'll go downstairs and work out while he's still, he has his like own time with the dogs. So Mm -hmm. we make sure that like we have our own time, but then we always connect and, um, we have this thing, this is so nerdy and cheesy that we do, but I'm going to say it on your podcast and, really like it, and you'll like it too. So we have this thing that someone said, I don't know where Chris found it, it's called the Oath of Manifestation. Mm. And it's this really beautiful affirmation that um, we read out loud every morning. And read it. What? You got to tell me what it is. Oh, I will send it to you right after. <laughs> It's amazing. You guys should do it. And no matter what, and we actually have a song that we play when we read it. And even when we're traveling, let's let's say we wake up and we're like going to the airport at six in the morning, we'll do it in the Uber. He Mm -hmm. thinks we're completely crazy because we turn on Greatest Showman and we read the Oath of Manifestation out loud. Like, (laughs) and it it's impossible to not be in an amazing mood after you do that. So that's what sets us up for a great day. Oh, I love that. I think that that's, I, I freaking like think that that is so important and beautiful and human beings. We, we like love ritual, right? Especially together. Like we absolutely love just like that consistent thing, especially that, uh, um, change of thought in the morning with greatest showman. Are you kidding me? That is like my jam. Like, oh my God. Um, and I love that you like have that inner performer in you. Like I'm so, I'm obsessed with that. What's something that you want your inner performer to do later? Like what's the biggest vision for her? Oh, I just got goosebumps when you said that. Mm. There's so many things. So I definitely want to get back on stage and do musical theater again, Mm. for sure in my life, but it's not the traditional way. So I already did the tour. I traveled all over the place and I loved it. And that was my dream role. That was the one show I wanted to do, the one role I wanted to play. But I realized on that tour that I was like, I can't do this lifestyle, Mm. like as much as I love being on stage. So I decided that I'm going to just, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm just going to say that this is going to happen. You don't have to know the how I'm throwing the how out the window. 
I have no idea, but I will play Roxy Hart in Chicago mm-hmm. on Broadway. And I really want to do Dancing with the Stars mm. because I think that would be super fun. Mm-hmm. But I got to be a star first, so we got to make that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna gonna be back on stage in that way. Like now, I get to be on stage for you at Front Fair Advantage, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do a bigger event too. Um, but I'll sing and dance again on stage eventually. Oh my god, I love that! And you know what's so crazy is you might create your own form of Broadway. So you might even have your own show. Like, we don't know. I, I just think it's so unlimited t- as to what is possible and what we can do. Like, I just to share a tiny bit, like at, I've always wanted to sing and I was like, but I'm not a singer. So how will I ever perform? Except that's like my biggest dream is like to perform and sing and just Broadway or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it at my own event. <laughs> I just created this last list yes, project. I totally sang. I changed. I got three other women to sing with me. So an opera singer, a country singer, and then just like this insane, like, I don't even know what her genre is. Mindfulness, like great, but her voice is insane. Um, and I changed the words and we, that's how we opened it. Like all singing all, it was a girl band, totally girl band. Like we wore all the same sparkly pants, like hardcore seventies vibe. It was freaking amazing. So oh like, my God. I think you could create like your own version of Broadway, like, and make, you know, I don't know. I just totally see that for you. (laughs) Well, that's the beauty of this world that we live in, that we can create whatever we want, whenever we want to. Yeah. We're just, I love that you sang at your event. How did it feel? Like, I don't know. Like, like it was always supposed to be that way. It was really weird. I was so nervous to do it, but once you create it, you're like, wow, there's really no cap to what you can, what you, we can do. Like we can experience everything. If you're getting a vision and you're getting a feeling of what you want, like your desire, when you just explain that, I'm like, well, of course that's, that has to happen. Cause that's why you're here. Like that will happen. So it's just like, okay, well, how do we create it? What's, what's the, the idea that's stopping you? And this is so crazy that we're talking about this because media, right? It's like, what's the idea with what you think you're missing in media that's stopping you. And it's almost like kind of going back to what works and creating your own way of getting out there and enjoying being who you are and like connecting with it. Like I enjoyed connecting with the women who were other singers and together we masterminded on how to create this vision. So it's kind of like creating a space for these relationships to come together and masterminding on how this vision could take form in a different way if it's not working the way that you thought it could work. Completely. And that's your, like, that's really connecting with really who you truly are. Mm. Like, I think the the thing that stops us from showing up the way that we want to show up or or achieving our dreams or getting out there, like really, you know, we call it like that feeling of FOMO Mm -hmm. when you see somebody that's doing the same thing as you and maybe aren't as good as you are, but they're the ones on TV. They're the ones getting, you know, all the publicity. They're the ones that everybody's talking about. And you're like, wait, what? that should be me. So instead of feeling that, like the thing that stops us from being that, that person up there and not being the person that's like, that should be me. The only thing that stops us is ourselves. Mm. So understanding that we can create anything that we want if we just embrace what we want and who we really are, like you Mm. embraced that. You were like, instead of saying, I'm not a singer, I've never sang before, I can't, so no one's going to hire me to sing. I'm never going to be on Broadway. Like a lot of people would say that. But instead you're like, screw that. This is who I am inside. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to create an experience where I can sing. Mm. And it's such a realization of, it's such a beautiful thing. Like we can create whatever we want and you actually use it as an opportunity to then connect your, your inner, like what you felt inside that you needed to express to people with Mm. that group of women. And then with all the people that were at your event. And then through that, you showing up as you and your authentic self, you're inspiring all the people around you to do the same. And so like, I'm sure a lot of those women were like, holy crap, I want to sing too. And now I'm going to do it mm-hmm. because I just thought that it's doable or I'm going to show up in a different way. I'm going to do that Facebook live. I'm going to mm-hmm. write that pitch to that magazine that I've always wanted to write for. Like, it's really powerful. It's like a snowball effect when we start to actually create the things that we're kind of scared to create, but know it's, it's in us and we just do it. 
Mm-hmm. Really cool. It's really amazing that you that you did that. I'm oh. obsessed. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what I want to ask you about because I had to, I like, as I was doing it, of course, a million stories were coming up. So I'm sure it's the same for you and for the people who you're helping all the time. Like, yes, we can start to do the thing. We can start to embrace ourselves authentically, but you're able to start embracing yourself authentically and make these connections because as the stories come up, you know how to deal with them or you start to understand like the voices in your head. So what's something that you, you even do personally for every time a story comes up when you go to expand yourself? Oh my God. Stories come up every day, like every, all the time. There's never a time that they don't. So you're never like, unfortunately, you know, we say like, I work really hard to make my life easy. So I have to work really hard to fight those stories and to keep pushing forward and that's okay. Mm. So it's amazing that you get to learn from incredible people and learn strategies to help shut down those voices and to take that step further. And each time you take a step further, it gets easier. Mm. So one of the things that I do that I'm always having to remind myself of and do, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things, but one of my favorite things that helps with imposter syndrome big time, because that's one of the things that comes up majorly when it comes to starting to put yourself out there in the media and being an expert at what you do and speaking about what you do as an expert, because sometimes we're like, who am I to be talking about that? Right? Like, or am am I like one day they'll all find out that I'm really not that great. These are the noises and Mm -hmm. the voices that I don't know if you experience this, but I experience daily, multiple times, daily, like all the time, like even with the littlest things. So a great thing that I do is um, I write a badass list. Mm -hmm. So everybody has moments in their life, lots of them, where we were a complete and total badass, where you were just like owning it and crushing it, whether it was something so small where your kid said, I love you, or as big as you singing at Bliss, Mm -hmm. right? Like feeling unbelievable and like got these women behind you and everyone supporting you. And I'm sure you felt so in flow and so badass and so incredible. Or like any time in your life, like when you made your first million dollars in your business, or even when you made your first hundred dollars, write all of those times down when you fucking crushed it. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you're not feeling so hot or you're not feeling like you're good enough or those limiting beliefs are creeping in, like I can't do that. I'm just going to hide. Take out your badass list. And read it as if it's not you. Mm. Read it as if you were reading it about somebody you're looking up on social media, right? Like someone that you're just looking at. Mm-hmm. And then like marvel at it because it's going to impress you. And then remind yourself, oh, that's me. I did all those things. Because we forget. Mm-hmm. If we live in that, sometimes it's so easy to forget all of the things that we've done and how worthy we are of where we are and like how powerful we are. And sometimes we just need to remind ourselves. So if you have that handy, I have it in my phone. You just read your badass list. You remind yourself that that's you and you go when you do it. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I love that you use the word Marvel because the more that I talk to people who are living in their dream or creating what they want, they really use life as like they let themselves get like awe inspired by the world that we live in and like really um, get overwhelmed by how far we've come or what we've done or the fact that we get to like be in nature or that the, we get to watch sunsets or just anything like that, like really get so overwhelmed by the amazing food we get to eat or the people we get to be around or that we have social media, just like marvel, like you said, at what you've done and what is, I I think it's easy for people to, to be listening in their car or as they're running and they're like, yeah, that sounds great, but whatever. I don't feel anything from it right now, but it's like really an exercise of, like you said, marvel at what you've done in your life at what you've overcome. You've been through some super hard times in your life and those are no different than what you're doing now. It's just, we forget what it feels like to be a beginner and how important it is to be a beginner. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so important to be a beginner. And if you're not, if you're not feeling discomfort, you're not growing. Mm -hmm. So I love I try to embrace that discomfort as hard as it is. I'm like, I hate this. It doesn't feel like it's anxiety and all the things come up and it's like uncomfortable. But I always try to remind myself like, okay, every single thing on this badass list before I accomplished it, I had the most discomfort ever in my life. Mm. If there was a severe amount of pain or I was scared as hell. But then when I got through that, it's like always the, 
like the the rockiness before the rainbow. I don't know it's the most horrible thing now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the shit has to happen so the shift can happen. Mm. Always, every single time in my life, I'm always reminded by that. And and sometimes even to go a step further, if the badass list doesn't work, <laughs> and I'm still feeling like, okay, yeah, I did all these things, but like, ugh, I, I really just don't want to do this right now. Visualization helps so much because mm-hmm. we can actually trick our minds, like our subconscious to creating actual moments. Like it, the, you can't, your subconscious can't really tell the difference between an actual memory and memory that we create and that we make up. So if I'm really scared to do something um, or show up or perform or um, I will just do a really, really in-depth, deep visualization of that thing going perfectly mm-hmm exactly the way that I want it to go and creating a memory and feeling the way that it will feel when I crush it, feeling the way that it'll feel when I help all the people that I'm going to help when I, you know, when it goes unbelievably well and after and everyone's saying congratulations or whatever, even if it's an easy thing, just imagining it going so beautifully. And then what that does is if you created that memory, like quote unquote, in your mind, it makes it a lot less scary to do it because you're like, Oh, I did this before already. Like I've already, I already did this. Uh, it's less, it's a really small subconscious thing that happens. So I'll do that or I'll visualize my badass list. So I'll put myself back in that moment and I'll go to like, like, let's say it was performing in the wedding singer, the show that I did where I felt like a badass or for you singing at bliss. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling like reading the badass list isn't doing it for you and you're not able to really snap out of it, I would just... Five, four, three, two, one. Put yourself back on that stage. Close your eyes. Feel what it felt like. Feel the energy of the room. Feel how like just really go there. Mm. And there is no way that you will not be able to snap into that moment where you felt like a badass and just hold on to that and just Mm. go. Oh my God, you're bringing me right back. Like you brought me right back to so many different moments when um, when things finally shifted for me that I started doing this. I, I remember I wanted to win fitness competitions years ago and, and it was the first, so I'd done it for three years and I hadn't won anything because I was not allowing myself to visualize myself winning. I thought mm-hmm. that if I did that, I would be, let myself, like I would be even more disappointed. For some reason, I couldn't see myself winning. Like I wasn't allowing myself to do it because it felt more safe to just be like, maybe I could. And then one time I literally let my, I was like, okay, you better just feel it, experience it. I don't know if I heard something like you should do it or whatever. And I just focused so hard on what it would feel like. I was like, well, I've already, I already know what it would feel like. And I went in feeling like I already was a winner. I was like, no matter what, I've already won. I know what it's going to feel like. And I ended up winning that show. And I texted my coach. I remember I was like, I'm so different. Something is different. I feel so different. I'm like, I didn't say I'm going to win, but I ended up winning and I knew it. Like I literally was like, I didn't know it a hundred percent, but I already felt like a winner. So I was like, this is the feeling of what it feels like to walk in already winning. So it's, it's so true. It, that's one of the staples for me is like visualizing, just even letting yourself do it. And it's not that I, I think people can get scared of visualizing maybe for that reason. Like, well, if I don't get it, then what if this doesn't like, it didn't work you know? And I've had many times when I visualized and it's gone completely different, but I've also had it go, you know, achieve the feeling that I was after anyway. Like, have you had moments when you have visualized and it has not gone how you wanted? Of course. But I always, now that I look back, like connecting the dots, looking backwards, yes, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, but it went a different way, which ended up being like this or something better. It ended up being better. Like maybe it didn't pan out the way that I visualized, but it panned out a way that like led me towards something even better. Like, so for when I did Wedding Singer, like this was my call and I auditioned my face up. It was my very first audition in New York city. And like, this was the only role that I wanted to play. I was like, I, I read the secret at the time and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I didn't know anything about any of this woo stuff. (laughs) I was like, this says that if I think about this and I envision it, I can create it, anything that I want. So I'm going to create this role in the wedding singer. And I'm going to play Linda because I saw her on Broadway and I was like, this is what I need to do. Mm. And the national tour auditions come out 
Um, I dress in the part. I walk in. It's like an open call. There's like 500 women there. And I've been like visualizing myself um, on the stage performing, getting it. I did all the work. I had the vision board. I did everything that the book told me to do. So I go in, I audition, and I make it to the final two. It's me and this girl, and I remember her so well. Her name was Nika, and she was tall and beautiful and amazing and so talented. I, Gloria, was scared shitless. Like, (laughs) all the limiting beliefs. Like, she would go in and sing and then come out, and I would go in and sing, and I'd have to listen to her. And she'd go in every time I would be like, oh, my God, she's so good. You know, I suck. But I I had this belief that I instilled in myself from these visualizations, Mm. so it just kept me going. And... Going, 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 going. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this. Like, I believed in it so wholeheartedly. I didn't get it. Mm. Nika got the part. So Mm. it did not go the way that I wanted it to go. However, it went so much better because I didn't get that part. But months later, I found out through the grapevine that another national tour was going out. And, but I knew who was directing it. And that director was casting a different show. Mm. So I went into audition for the different show, not Wedding Singer. And I dressed as the character Linda and I sang the song as Linda. Like that's a big no-no in musical theater world. Mm. Like you can't do that. But I was like, screw it. I got nothing to lose. I'm just going to do this. And he, so I sang the song. I walk out. The director comes into the holding room, pulls me aside. And he's like, I want you for Wedding Singer. We're not casting it right now. So here's my card follow up with me and, um, and I'll let you know, like, like just keep in touch with me. And I'm like, Oh my God, I will keep in touch with you. So here's a perfect example of Mm. connection and networking and how that plays a part in this story and how I learned that that can help. I emailed that man once a week for like six months (laughs) and he responded. And I literally would email him like, Hey Seth, um, how are you? I got a dog yesterday. He's really cute. Here's a picture of him. I'm just keeping in touch. Do you need anything? No? Okay. Like this was just every week, every week, every Mm -hmm. week. And then, so it's, here's, I'm visualizing still doing all the work. Mm -hmm. Get a contract in my inbox. Wedding singer, Broadway national tour. Like Seth, he writes me an email. Congratulations. Like we want you to join the cast. Ensemble slash Linda understudy. Still didn't get it, Lori. Still Mm. didn't get the part. So it still didn't happen. So Mm. I had to go. I was excited because I got to be in the show, but I still had to go and watch somebody else play the role that I knew that I was born to play every Mm. single night and and like feel that FOMO, like feel that horrible feeling. But still, I held that visualization. I held it. I knew it just wasn't the time yet. I still kept believing, and that was the key. Like if I would have just said, fuck it. Like mm-hmm. this is not happening for me. It's like the visualization, it's not working. Like I clearly like this, I can play the, I played the fat lady in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I wore fat suit literally for two months. Mm-hmm. And then, so after we put up the show for two months in, um, like it was kind of like, it was like rehearsal. It was like previews mm-hmm. before we went on the tour. Before we went on the tour, I got the phone call that they shifted things around and they wanted me to play the part. So I finally get it. And when I played the role on stage for the first time ever, that, that I, like the vision that I saw of the audience and the lights and the feeling of the costume on my body and Mm. the everything that I saw was exactly the same, Mm. like exactly as the visualizations that I did years before. Mm. So I, it was so powerful that like I walked backstage after I sang that song, I collapsed. I was crying. I was like, anything that I want, I can achieve, but it's not always going to happen the way that I imagine that it's going to happen. Yes. Oh my God. I wish we had a whole other hour. Cause I could literally, <laughs> I, I was, it, it's how our stories are like literally succinct running parallel, but in just a, a different way when I was manifesting like covers of magazines, right down to like not getting them over and over, but being told I was getting them and then like shooting for them and it not coming out. And like, I'm like, uh-huh. oh my God, I'm right there with you. And I love that you just, I kept going too. I was like, there's something. So why do you think with this time left, I, I, I have two questions for you. <laughs> why yeah. do you, why do you think you kept going? What's going to keep everybody going? 
Even though now there are some times in life when that's not the answer to keep pursuing that thing. Right. But there are certain times in life when it's like, cause I get this question a lot. When do you know to like stop or pivot? It's such a good question. And and sometimes you just, sometimes you just don't know, but I, that I had that belief. I just, we, we have to tap into our gut. We really, and if you, we all have an unbelievable intuition, unbelievable gut. And if you Mm -hmm. really close your eyes and tap into it and listen to who wants this, is it other people? Is it me? Right. Because sometimes we're going after something that's never going to happen for us because we don't really want it. Other people want it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, like other people want it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, our parents, our family, our friends. Is this something? So that's I always ask: Is this something that I really want, or is this something that my somebody else wants for me? Mm-hmm. And if it's something that you really want, then you need to keep going for it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I usually that's how I usually decipher uh, the two. And I just what kept me going was that belief that this was going to happen, no matter what. Like I had tricked my brain essentially to with the visualizations to know that like, this was, this was just happening. So it just kept me going. Like it had already happened in my mind. And I don't know, like that's, it's, it's tricky. It's one of the hardest things. And I ask myself that question all the time, Laurie, like, Mm. well, what's the difference between intuition and fear? What's the difference between like what I want and like feeling what, if I really want it, or if it's because other people want it, but the more that you practice and the more that you just try and the more that you take action, you're never going to figure it out sitting around. So you may as well keep trying. And the more experiences that you have with it, the more you're going to know what the right feeling in your gut is and what the wrong feeling is. Oh, and it goes right back to the quote that you said in the beginning about the dots. Like you can't connect the dots going forward. It's only looking back. You're like, oh, that's how my intuition worked in that particular scenario. Or, And yet it's still going to change because the scenario is going to be new. So you're always... You're always, always learning. I love that. It's so true because I'm sitting here like, what's what's next? Like, what's something I really want right now? It's really, it's just crazy because you always find yourself in the same position over and over again, like being unsure because you're always yeah. learning. So my one of my last questions for you um is just uh what is your absolute favorite thing that's like that you guys are talking about right now or that's coming up in your sphere all the time right now like maybe a repeating theme or something that you're just like learning or in right now oh my gosh there's so many things first thing that's coming to mind is this this idea of of just connecting more um what like what i'm going with is because so we do these influencer dinners a lot like influencer dinners we actually call them connection dinners where we bring together a whole bunch of amazing like-minded people in different cities and we throw dinner we pay for everything and we um we make a really amazing space for people to connect Mm. and one thing that we do with these dinners is we have everybody stand up and answer the same question and that's what do you need help with right now Mm. and that's an amazing question to ask because it gets everybody in the room wanting to help each other and it also puts us all on the same level so if you're intimidated by somebody you see that they need help too Mm. right that we're all people we're all human beings and um but what was so interesting to me is the one we did one two times ago in LA and I invited you guys, you guys couldn't come, but I did invite you. And, um, the majority, so this is all people with so many Instagram followers, so many Facebook followers. You would think these people are the most connected people in the world. And you would look at them and you would be like, Oh my God, I want to be them. I want their lives. Half of the people in that room stood up and said, I just want friends and true connection. Mm. And I was like, there is seriously a, like an epidemic that's happening. And I want to help mm-hmm. <laughs> with that and help people connect on a, on a deeper level and help people make true friends because that's the answer when it comes to anything. We're, mm-hmm. we're to, to connect with each other and, and form real life relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we're really, really, really excited about expanding and talking about more and raising the conversation more. Oh man, I love that. Well, I'm I'll I'll be your client. <laughs> it's so funny because no matter what, I think we can just get into our own little world, and it's it's very easy to. I don't care who you are, we're all human, and it's like it's very easy to create a story. Like you can create an even bigger story the bigger that you get, so you can isolate even more. It's very easy in this time right now. So, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? How can we go to your events? How can we be friends? Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> 
all, all the things. Well, we're going to be friends because we're going to hang out next. Okay, good. <laughs> we're going to cycle together. Instagram at Jen underscore Gottlieb. Uh, my website's JenLeahGottlieb.com. And our event website is UnfairAdvantageLive.com if you want to check out our event. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Facebook, my personal Facebook. I'm always connecting and communicating with people. Jen Gottlieb. Mm, any last messages that you want to leave with anyone? If you want to do something, just do it. Mm. Just, you have, just, just do it. Um, take that action, take action and action is the answer to everything. Cause the more that you take action, the more that you feel confident each mm. time you take action. So just do it. Oh, I love that. And last, last question. Cause I can't leave you without asking my earn your happy question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're in an elevator. It's like 30 seconds long. It's literally like total 30 second moment with a stranger, whether it's on the street or in an elevator and they look at you and ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? How can I make myself happy? Help somebody else. Mm, amen. Jen, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so grateful and I cannot wait. I can't wait to see you next week. Yes. I'm so grateful too. This is awesome. I know. Amazing. Well, we got our first date out of the way. So uh, you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends and until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. 
Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.